My bad. No, no, that's all right. It's my bad. I fucking six on 14. <laughs> Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's Unsportsmanlike Convo. And here are your hosts, Brock Fleming and Pep Cariotti. Hello, 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 P-Dog. Thank you for joining today from the comfort of your recliner, maybe. <laughs> it looks like you're very comfortable today. I've changed the setup. I'm sitting on one of those Ikea chairs that uh, it's not quite a recliner. You just sort of lean into it and it kind of bends and rocks a little bit. There's, you've seen them all over Marketplace and Kijiji. This thing has been in my family for about 20 years, so... Sitting on the old, uh, old reliable, I call her old hickory. Old hickory, nice. I thought it was going to be like a hippie beanbag chair or something. Uh, it's it's probably one step up from that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, B boy? Hey, I uh, can't complain. You know, we're getting right uh, we're uh, just over a week away from Super Bowl, so I'm pretty pumped to uh, to see that out. Our fantasy uh, postseason football is. Uh, not gone according to plan, and uh, you were my golden egg, I thought, after the first week. And then you just laid an egg moving forward. So, you know, we're not going to be winning any money, are we? You know what cost me? <clears throat> not doing your lineup until last second? No, no, no. It would have been a similar lineup. I uh, What cost me was taking George Kittle the one week that he didn't do anything. Ugh. And, or and vice versa. And then I did the same thing with Kelsey. I'm like, I should take the, the week Kelsey had all those catches and the, the touchdowns against uh, the Titans. No, against the Texans. The Texans. He had, yeah, Three he, touchdowns, he lit up the Texans. I didn't take yards. him. I took yep. Kittle. Yeah, I did the same thing. I actually pulled Kelsey out, put Kittles in because I was like, no, I'll sit on Kelsey and Kittles, whatever. Anyway, garbage. Kittles, four points. Kelsey, 40-some points, and that, therefore, leads us into the fact that we are midway. I think you're below me, which is bad. Oh, yeah. I'm low. And I, I then uh, in Mostert, I took Tevin Coleman the one week that uh, – no, I sorry. I took Mostert the one week Coleman did well and vice versa. So, yep. you know, it's a luck of the draw. I love that format, though. I would totally do that again next year. That's that's my kind of format. It's It really is a lot of fun. So for those who are listening who have no clue, we're talking about the, the postseason <laughs> fantasy league that we put on um, – is basically there's no draft involved. You can pick any player you want. So you can have the exact same lineup as somebody else, although you can't see everybody's lineup, so you can't just match it strategically. But you make your lineup however you want to do it, but the contingency is that you can only use each player one time in the playoffs. So if you used Patrick Mahomes in week two against the Titans, then you were without Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, which means you better have Garoppolo going. Um, anyway, so there's it's uh, not only is it strategy as to timing when to play players, but you are also trying to predict what teams might do well but not move on. You don't want to let guys uh, guys lapse. Anyway, there's a lot of thought process in it, and uh, I made the mistake this year as I was racing to put it together that uh, we'd had it forty dollars last year because everybody was like, look, there's just so much thought process, work, and um, uh, discussion around this that is worth more than $20. Like my time is worth more than $20. So let's make it 40. And um, anyway, everybody loves it. So next year we'll have it started. I'll have it set up a lot earlier and we'll, uh, we'll put it out to all the listeners and hopefully get more people in it. 
Fantastic, man. I, I loved it. I was second place for a week and a half, and then, uh, you know, the wheels fell off, as they say. Yeah, hey, it happens, you know. What are you going to do? And really, at this point, we're going to the Super Bowl, and if you're not in the top four, you're probably out of it. So I've taken some long shots. Uh, I think uh, Curtis is right in the hunt. He f- finished up in second, but I don't know who's got left. So a lot of people are – anyway, it's going to be interesting, yada, yada. <laughs> Curtis. Yada. Moving on from uh, – his, his, his fantasy name's Cash Money with a K. It's just... Uh, <laughs> well, that was his dog's name, right, back in the day? Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, that was... Cash his... was Cash with a K, and... Okay. Uh, again, going off track here, I was at a tailgater's party at, for the uh, conference. I think I took your ticket, you said? Yes. Um, but, uh, and Curse and I lost all of our bets. I won a bunch on LSU, lost on Green Bay, like a ton. 50 bucks to cover, 20 bucks to win outright. Anyway, Green Bay did not show up. Um, but one of the guys that was in the little group of, uh, where we got the tickets actually finished second in the Super Bowl trip winning draw or whatever. Did you know that? Yeah. Luke, Luke. Yeah. You know, Luke. Yeah. I don't, I've met him once. Uh, apparently he was what finalist in the, uh, so the tailgaters for those of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about. Tailgaters had a, if you bought, bought a ticket to this event, which is basically watching the playoff games, you came in. And just by buying a ticket, you became eligible to uh, to potentially win a trip to the Super Bowl for tri- a trip for two. Correct? Yeah. What they did was you go in and and everybody goes in. You get to put your name on, you know, squares like Super Bowl squares or game squares. Okay. Where, so you put your name in a square. It's random. And then they draw these numbers out. So you're given these two numbers. And if you have uh, so the last digit of the actual scores for either the last two quarters of the first game or the first two quarters of the second game. So if you had uh, three home and zero away, then if the home team was winning three nothing after the first quarter, then you would, the zero three goes boop, and that's where your name is. So that would get you qualified. And there's a bunch of boards, and they all have the same numbers. So anyway, Luke qualified with one of those, so at least he got in the draw. And then they started drawing out uh, these Budweiser balls out of a backpack. And if you pulled out a Budweiser ball, you move on. If you pull out a white ball, a cue ball, like you're out. And it came down to Luke and this one lady, and there's just a red ball and a, and a white ball in the bag. Who's going to pick it out? They flipped the coin. She won it. She chose to pick, and she picked the Budweiser one. Wow. So Congratulations for, to that lady. Yeah. Luke went from a $20,000 trip to, like, a beer fridge. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> did, was the lady pumped up? Was she, was she just losing her marbles or what? I could see only – I was already at home. I would left. I had lost all the money on Green Bay, so I had Curtis FaceTime me from the thing so I could see what was going on. And she looked pretty excited, but it, it flipped pretty quickly to him and Rebecca and all disappointed <laughs> and like, screw this. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, all speaking right. of Super Bowl, you and I have been fighting the urge all day to talk about it. We are not going to get into it this week. I Correct. think we're going to reserve our Super Bowl podcast, our – our first annual Super Bowl podcast. Well, our first right? ever, I guess, because it would only be annually with the Super Bowl. Uh, but our, first first our first ever. Our first, yeah, uh, first yeah ever. this would be the inaugural Super Bowl that's podcast. It. Inaugural. Bro- Good job. And uh, wow. Uh, so yeah, I get, wow, that's coming up next week, folks. So tune in next week for our Super Bowl preview. Uh, but we're fighting the urge to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it today. We're all, we're both pumped. We're both jacked. We're going to be over to Bro- Brock's place, uh, right? Whoop, whoop. Is it my yeah? Is that confirmed oh, yeah. or? Is, oh yeah. I should no. probably ask, ask your wife first though. No, we. No, no, it's on. It's on. Okay. <laughs> Super Bowl's on. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Okay, what do we got, B-Boy? We are going to move on really quickly with, um, the again, the segment being omissions and mistakes. Um, listen to this one here. This is a... <laughs> no one is perfect. Here is what we screwed up. There. Wow. That's not bad. That, you know what? Our, our tech guy, whoever's creating that, is uh, doing a hell of a job. That was good. I have a male version too, but I don't really like his voice. I'm not gonna lie. I like that. I like that one. Uh, all right. So, uh, so where do we go wrong? Omission. Well, where I went wrong. This is on a personal level. Um, the, the, this is last episode, correct? Actually, this is a, a bunch of episodes. Really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went wrong on the San Francisco 49ers. Every single time we talked about teams. And who was going to go and what they were doing, I consistently said that I didn't think the Niners were as good as their record. They had easy schedule and they weren't going to, they weren't going to last. And that was a glaring mistake. Um, and getting a chance to see the Niners go against some pretty decent teams and how strong their defense is in terms of a front four pressure, and no wonder you have the one of the best pass defenses in the league because you you can put drop seven and get f- pressure with four guys. Is and uh, the scheme on the run game. I'm not getting into it, but I apologize. It was a mistake, and the Niners are for real right now. Uh, again, I'm biting my tongue because I just want to get into matchups and how they match up against the Chiefs. But uh, I'll just stick with what you just said. I think both of us were skeptical when the Niners were sitting at 7-0 and or 8-0. They were undefeated at yep. the midway point. And we both thought, well, you know, strength of schedule. You know, they play the Cardinals twice a year. You know, uh, surely they'll come crashing down to earth. But they just have that formula for success that works in the NFL. It's worked in the NFL for 100 years. They run the ball and they play D. What do you know? New England's been doing that for the last 20 years. And yes, New England's been able to scheme their way out of things more often than not. But run the ball, play D, look what happens. So congratulations to the 49ers. And we were both wrong on that. Not just you, pal. Well, that's, the, that's, that's it for my segment on the mistakes and omissions. That was the biggest mistake. And uh, <laughs> we'll discuss more uh, next week when we get into any any KC Chiefs fans out there? Because I could find a lot of Niner fans because that's what we grew up with, and everybody loved the Niners. It was just like the Bulls back in the day. But if you were a Kansas City Chief fan and have been for a long time, reach out to us because we want to ask you some questions. All right, uh, moving on. It's uh, a new, another... Headline with Brock and Pat. got a superman vibe to it i don't mind the it's, music yeah i, I mean I, I like it it does have a bit of a like i feel like i should be getting changed in a phone booth or something and coming out as clark kent but uh i, li- I like it again uh congratulations thank you to our tech guy who i don't know what do i call him what do we call him or know, her? it's not one specific person well here here's the uh tell me which one you like better headlines with brock and pep that was the female one. Okay, and, and play the ma- the male one again, sorry. 
headline with Brock and Pep. No, I, I like the girl. Yeah, I think so too. I think the girl actually wins on all three of them. I got a third one that's, uh, you know, we'll use for uh, the speed option later. But hey, anyway, whatever. It's uh, something else. Okay, so I like headlines. You got headlines. You want to start us off? I got a couple of headlines that are, I want to talk about uh, right off the bat. Uh, a report out of LA came out today, stating that the Clippers, uh, some of the t- some of the players on the Clippers are bothered quote-unquote, by how Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have received preferential treatment. Now, this For real? Uh, this this can't come as any surprise. No, like, what? you're on a team, you joined a team that has two all-stars. That's like saying uh, LeBron and AD are getting a, a lot of attention. Michael and Scotty, uh, you're getting too much attention. This is a team game. It is a team game, but where it's notorious for the stars. Those are your stars. Uh, you you bring up an excellent point, and I have a counterpoint to that. Uh, Scotty and Michael essentially were the core of that team. They weren't brought in as as trades. They were the core of that team. The Clippers made the playoffs last year and almost beat the Warriors in the first round. Uh, you know their mainstays have been Lou Williams. Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell. Those guys are returning players from last year on a Clippers team that went to the playoffs. Now they bring in, like you said, two superstars. It's a star-driven league. But these superstars, I'd say probably more Kawhi Leonard than Paul George, are getting preferential treatment. He probably has uh, doesn't have to practice half the time. When he does practice, he's probably not going hard when they're scrimmaging. I mean, they're, he's getting preferential treatment probably similar to what he received in Toronto, but he was coming off an injury when he, when he was playing in Toronto last year. My concern more is Paul George. He hasn't even, I haven't seen him. I've watched the last five Clipper games. He hasn't even been dressed. He has been hurt the last couple of years. They've paid him big bucks. Kawhi Leonard said, you know, I'm not going to play on any team that doesn't include Paul George. Well, you've got him and he hasn't played. That being said, the Clippers are still beating the teams they should be beaten. They beat the the Mavericks the other night in a very close game. Uh, they have this third best record in the West, second best record. The two LA teams are one and two, I believe, in the West. So what's going on in the Clip, Clipperland? I don't know. It could just be a lot of hot smoke. Could be just one guy frustrated and not a whole team. But uh, the report is, you know, I quote: some teammates are bothered by the preferential treatment that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are receiving. So, well, I'm going to change my. I think I had the Clippers coming out of the West. I thought they would be all right. But if there is any sort of truth to what you're saying, then strike them out. Uh, I, I will go with the Lakers because I don't think uh, if the reason that Toronto was successful and the reason that Kawhi was able to be successful and yada yada was that. Uh, everybody bought in to what was going on. They understand the importance of him. They understand the importance of his um, his body and his health and longevity of trying to get through this season. And, you know, I never heard anything in Toronto in terms of people being like, well, Kawhi, you know, Kyle Lowry wasn't like, well, Kawhi's getting all the attention. I've been here for years. It's they bought in and that's why they won. If there's ish, issues in the locker room with certain guys that are role players now having an issue with the stars, then that cohesiveness and playing for each other and stuff is not going to be there, in which case I pull them from my pick for the West. Yep, that's good. I mean, you're bang on. And it's, I think ultimately, the, everybody will just 
they'll understand that the Kawhi Leonard is their meal ticket. If they have any hope of winning, winning the, uh, the Larry O'Brien again, well, certainly Kawhi again, they have, they're going to have to ride Kawhi's shoulders. They don't have enough talent to beat the Lakers without Kawhi. So, uh, I think right. everybody in Clipperland understands that moving on. Zion Williamson made his uh, NBA debut yesterday after being yeah. out for most of the se- well, all the season, and he stunk it up real nice for the first three quarters, and then he went on fire in the fourth quarter. He hit four threes for a big guy. You know, you, we've seen all the highlight dunks in his college career, and you know uh, some of the highlights in the uh, summer league. Uh, but he hit four threes to bring the Pelicans to within, I think, a couple of points. But they ended up losing. However, is there a reason to be excited in New Orleans? They, they've been, they're in a playoff spot as we speak, and they have done it this entire season without Zion Williamson. Yeah, you got to be excited. It's your first overall pick, one of the most highly touted guys to come out of college over the last decade. Um, his physical attributes are second to none. Um, so anytime he's on the floor, he's a show. So, yeah, you're excited, 100%. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I would really, uh, it's one game, you know, the fact that he came on in the fourth quarter and had the guts to take those shots. I mean, he took, those are, those are high pressure threes. This is, this wasn't a blowout, uh, you know, no pressure. I'll just, I'll just light it up. This was like, they were making a comeback and he wanted the ball, demanded the ball. Uh, look, man, with Brandon Ingram playing the way uh, he's playing. New Orleans is going to be a factor. Uh, an arrest warrant was issued for Antonio Bryant this morning. You and I Brown. both have the same opinion of this Antonio dude, Brown. but just to state the facts, he had some, uh, Oh, Antonio Brown. I'll correct you. It's what did I say? Like Antonio Bryant or something. Bryant. Anyway. Oh, Antonio Bryant is, I think he was a wide receiver in the NFL for a few years. Sorry. Wow. Well, I guess we got something for the, uh, for the mistakes, mistakes and omissions. Mistakes. <laughs> Antonio Brown folks, number 84, former 84, had some stuff delivered to him. I guess he has a residence out in somewhere in California. Hired a moving company to bring the stuff to his house. The moving truck showed up. Uh, the guy asked for the payment. I guess it was about four grand to have his stuff moved. Brown refused to pay it. The truck operator said, okay, well, your stuff's in my in my back case here, back uh, the back of my truck. Uh, I'm not going to give you the keys, and I'm out of here. As he's driving away, Brown threw a rock hit the hit the side window and shattered it. The guy stopped. Antonio Brown's personal trainer was on the premises at the time, went in, beat up the driver, stole the keys, and Brown and the trainer emptied out the truck of Brown's belongings. The guy, the, the moving guy, called the cops. I guess while the cops were on their way, Brown paid four grand but wouldn't pay the damage to the truck, which was, I don't know how much more that was going to be. Brown ran into his house, locked himself in his house. The trainer got arrested for battery, and uh, the cops couldn't get Brown out of his house, so they left the premises, giving him 24 hours to turn himself in. Clearly, he hasn't turned himself in, and uh, that's where the story ends right now. So, gong show? I mean, I mean, I don't even know. That, is there even a reason to give an opinion on this guy? He's just sort of writing his own, you know, he's writing his own story. We don't really, this, I can't even make this stuff up. No, at this point, it's a it's a sideshow, and you know, I'll, the only thing I will ask you in terms of that is how likely is it? Let's just say a you know, f- a true or false? Uh, will Antonio Brown 
be in jail in 2020? No, I don't think he'll be in jail. There may be a, a court case pending. He's got multiple charges against him as we speak that haven't been resolved yet. But will he be in jail? No, I think what it'll, what'll end up happening is he'll end up being fined severely. He's I doubt he'll be back in the NFL uh, unless he seeks help. He's been dumped by his lawyer and his agent, which is unprecedented. I've never heard of an agent dump a client, ever. And a client like Antonio Brown, who's arguably still in his prime as a player, but he's gone... I mean, some would argue that Terrell Owens kind of went off the off the rails towards the end of his career, but Terrell Owens didn't do any of this kind of stuff. No, I don't remember Terrell Owens getting in trouble with the law as much as just being... You know, Looney and the workouts in his uh, laneway and all that kind of stuff, which seems uh, – Terrell Owens is I, like, I'm normal compared to this guy. Oh, yeah. I think Terrell Owens' ego just got in the way, but it wasn't, it wasn't at this level of ego. It was, this, is, this is nuts. Anyway, this, it's a headline because I wanted – I think, you know, if you don't follow um, sports online or on TV, you may not have heard the latest, so we've just given you the latest, and I don't, I don't want to give it any more airtime. The Big 12 has suspended Kansas's DeSouza. I forget his first name, but he's their backup big man. He's been suspended 12 games for his role in a brawl uh, against Kansas State. Did you see this, Brock? I did. I saw the last little bit. Uh, you know, they're, uh, Kansas is basically just trying to kill the clock, and Kansas State player steals the ball and goes in for a dunk. The guy he steals the ball off, which is this gentleman, I believe, uh, races back and blocks his shot, but then stands over him, says something, you know, then they get into it, and then the both benches clear. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a rival. It's Kansas versus Kansas State. You know what I mean? Like it, there's already stuff that's heated, and then if you got one team that's blowing the other out, and you know, there's shit talking and stuff like that happening. Ah. And then, uh, you know, the I saw your comment saying the Kansas State player shouldn't have taken it and gone. I, I get that, but if the other guy's talking some smack and he steals it to go for a dunk, he thinks even I'm going to get the last one. But then the other guy hustles back and then. It blocks them on top of that. That's just, again, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just fly. I, I, I try to get it. I try to understand what, what that meant. You're, you're up 30. In this case, the, the Kansas State guy, you're down 30. Let the clock run out, lick your wounds, get him again. You're going to, you're going to meet him again at some point, playing the same division, same conference. So I, anyway, the whole thing was just silly. But the escalation was the, was the real dumb part. Like, you know, uh, D'Souza grabbed a stool or looked like a stool or a chair. He didn't end up using it, but he was he was using it as a threat. Like, listen, guys, what what are we doing? But coach Self, the head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks, was just completely embarrassed. And uh, you know, this could this could cost Kansas. This could cost Kansas. They are not. They're down two guys. Uh, another fellow was suspended for a couple of games. Not as many games as D'Souza was. This could cost them. This could, you know, one player could cost you. Uh, those are minutes off the bench that, and Kansas plays a, a rotation of nine guys. That's one less guy. You're gonna what? Are you gonna get a freshman off the uh, practice squad in, in college? Doesn't work that way. Uh, anyway, the, the whole thing was stupid. Uh, gritty. That being said, Flyers, though, basketball fights are very comical. They are comical, and most of the time, the guys have no idea how to throw a punch. Uh, it's, uh, it's air slapping. It's uh, all I think about. In the basketball type stuff is uh, uh, what was that next coach that was hanging on to the guy's leg the whole time? What the hell's his name? Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning. Was it? Larry? Yeah. 
Jeff Van there, Gundy. Van Gundy. Thank you. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm like this. That image in my mind is just it's just comical. Anyway, uh, now to the next one. If you ever want to, if you want to ever see a real, um, it wasn't even a fight. There was I can't remember that it was an artist Gilmore. Somebody, I, uh, there was a real bruiser in the NBA who ended Rudy Tomjanovich's career. Rudy Tomjanovich coached the Houston Rockets to back-to-back titles in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Rudy T. was their coach. His basketball career ended because he was going to break up a fight. And the, it was a center for the Bulls turned around and punched him right in the face. And he, he break, broke his face. Like, he broke every bone in his jaw. And he was... That was the end of... He ended Rudy T.'s basketball career. That's really the only time I've ever seen a real true like knuckle up guy, get real punch, a real yeah. punch in the face. Hmm. I, I'm not an advocate of violence at, at all in, in, in basketball or football or hockey. When it comes to that stupidity, the extracurricular stuff, it's not my thing personally, but anyway, gritty, the ma- uh, mascot for the Philadelphia flyers. I, what it appears to be a case of, uh, you know, a mom and pop trying to maybe score some cash from the Flyers organization. But Grady's being accused of punching a 13-year-old for tapping him on the helmet. Uh, the 13-year-old was trying to get Grady's attention to sign something, maybe a jersey. Uh, it looks like the whole thing is just a smells pretty rotten on the parents' part. Your thoughts, if you have any? Uh, no, I don't really give any time, yeah. but that's my feeling as well. Uh, Greasy. Yeah. Greasy. That's all I got to say. Eli Manning, Hall of Famer or no? Oh, for sure. 500 record overall for his career, but two Super Bowls, uh, clutch passes. Uh, yeah. You know, he, they, were, they weren't terribly talented on offense this time there. They had some good defenses, and I thought Coughlin was a perfect coach for him. But in terms of overall talent, you know, can you name me, other than maybe Tiki Barber, uh, you know, Burris was there for a, for a bit. Beckham wasn't even there for longer than a couple of years. You know, name like me a, a running back before Barkley. Ron Dane? T- Tiki Barber is the only guy that comes to my mind. I don't even think he played with. Uh, I think he was retired before Eli even got there. No. Ron- what? I mean, but also who Eli beat <laughs> in the Super Bowls too, right? It's like, you know, if you're going to argue, or not you particular, but people are going to argue about the Patriots being one of the the, the – the strongest dynasty in recent history, um, you know, and they they lost to him twice, and one of them they were undefeated, were they not? That was the sixteen and zero team, yeah. yeah and and like, uh, Eli's Giants beat him. Yeah, this isn't like oh we lucked in or we had a defense. Like he's beating Goliath at that point with not a lot of not a lot of weapons. You know, even the guys that make these catches, uh, Tyree and uh, Manningham, whatever. Those are guys that were Super Bowl stars, and then the next year you're like, are they even playing anymore? You know, yep. like they just these guys were not uh, in the league more than a couple of years, and he made them into Super Bowl MVPs or you mean, know, important. The last headline I have, Brock, is uh, Nike has taken over the MLB contract for the uniforms. Uh, the teams that have changed or modified the uniform from last year look beautiful, uh, namely the Brewers. Uh, I think the Padres are another team that have changed their uniforms. It looked beautiful. The only concern for some traditionalists is that Nike is, uh, with their signature swoosh checkmark, they're putting them on the front of the jerseys this year. Uh, Majestic has has had the contract for years. Majestic just had a simple little logo on the sleeve. 
Why didn't Nike put their logo on the sleeve on the sleeve versus the chest? Uh, I, is it a big deal? Well, if you're a Yankees fan and that Yankees uniform dates back to the 1800s, I don't know. What do you think? Why why couldn't Nike selectively put check marks on certain uniform sleeves versus just making it like the uniform all across the league? Could they not have done that for the Red Sox and the uh, and the Yankees? Because uh, the Nike head guys are like, we're paying probably billions of dollars to have this contract. We're going to put the swoosh front and center so it could be seen everywhere. There's a purpose for that. They're not doing it so they can make uh, you know something more comfortable for them. And that's that's part of the thing. But it's it's all a marketing ploy. They don't make money on those jerseys by by being the the rep for the major league and designing their uniforms. They're not making money off of those pros. They're making money off of the the guys like us buying jerseys that want the new ones. So that is a hundred percent marketing. That's part of what you get and. You know, whatever. I know this. You want traditionalists? Don't steal signs of videos. They didn't have that back in the day. You didn't have, you know, <laughs> cutting grass, uh, different lengths for ball. Anyway, whatever. That's a different topic, but I'm fine with it. Put it on. You don't want the, the, the Nike thing on your pinstripe? Then buy one of the older jerseys. Or you should have been a fan already, and you'd have one. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with you, B. I, I'm with you there. Uh, the Jays have their check mark in the front. They just launched their new powder blues. I don't know if you saw them. Look beautiful. Sure did. Love them. I like them. Check marks in the front. I could care less. Anyway, that's all I got for headlines, unless you want to add anything more to this. The last one I'm going to add is obviously the first Canadian position player to ever be elected into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, Mr. Larry Walker. He had 76.6% of the ballots. Um, There's obviously some other Blue Jays. There's four Blue Jays who've actually got the... They received the most votes they've received ever, but they didn't get in quite yet. Can I guess uh, one? Well, yeah. Go ahead. Delgado? Nope. Hmm. Shortstop, Omar Vizquel. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. A couple that, you know, I think they're more popular with other teams, like uh, third baseman Scott Rowland. Okay, so Vizquel was with the Indians, rolling with the Phillies. Yeah, and then you got Jeff Kent with the Giants. Jeff Kent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But then the last one is who I thought you were going to guess is Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. I, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame for all intents and purposes. They should be there right now. Like he got yeah. went back-to-back Cy Young. Like, there shouldn't be any question marks. So I don't know what is the holdup, why people aren't doing it. Um, again, another episode to discuss even the, the P Rose stuff, but stuff like this is just, anyway, I, I don't understand. It's, it. anti- it, it's antiquated. It's old school train of thought. And, uh, the MLB needs to catch up with the rest of the world. Larry Walker, one year batted 366, 49 home runs. Uh, you you just don't see that anymore. You see 49 home runs, but you don't see 366 anymore. What a great average. People say, well, he hit in Coors Field. Yeah. You know what? You, you still hit 366 in Coors Field. You know, that's not easy to do. So congratulations to Larry Walker. All right. We are going to take a break. We'll be back. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And we're back. We're going to talk a little puck. We haven't talked a lot of puck this year, Brock. You know, because the first half of the NHL season falls uh, certainly – conflicts with your favorite sport which is college football mm-hmm. it uh starts about the same time as my favorite sport at the nba and of course the nfl is in full swing 
during the NHL. So we haven't had a chance to really chat NHL. I've been to, to two live games this year. Check that. Three live games this year. Uh, one in Montreal and two in Ottawa. And I've been entertained. I will say that it wasn't it wasn't boring when I was actually in the arena. Mind you, <laughs> Ottawa fans, boy, oh boy. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're trying to prove a, a point or not. But, you know, I'll tell you what. You've proved your point. Now, if you want to keep your team, get your butts to the game. Uh, like, listen, whether you like Melnick or not, you're going to lose your hockey team if you keep up this attendance, sh- these sh- shenanigans of not showing up and blaming Melnick. Look, okay, we get the point, but do you like having hockey in your town? Yes or no? You should ask. look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself that. Because by not showing up, who are you, who are you protesting against? The, I think the Melnick thing is... I want to say over, and I think it's just either people who are on the regular going to these games every single time as season ticket owners, I think they like some of their free time now. And then the other thing is that regardless, if they loved Melnick and loved ownership, but the team was losing, Ottawa is notorious for not showing up from a fan perspective. So there's nothing surprising there. That being said, at the trivia night that uh, Ange and I went to for a fundraiser for a hockey team, uh, we actually won four 100-level seats to, uh, for the Sens versus Caps. So we're going to go see Ovechkin there at the end of the month. Uh, didn't pay for them, though, so that's why we're going. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. That's exactly my point. I, and I usually, like, actually, I've paid for the first time. I paid for two games in Ottawa. and But I was thoroughly entertained. You know, the... Just being at a live sporting event is, is a pretty cool experience. Whether you root for Ottawa or not, there's a te- there's another team on the ice, yeah. and they've got stars. You can learn a little bit about their stars. You know, it's kid friendly at the uh, at the Canadian Tire Center. I, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm on the fence. You mentioned Ottawa fans bailing on their sport, especially if they lose. They're notorious for just saying, you know what, forget it. I'll tell you what, the Red Blacks did not have a good year, but they were only. I think of 1500 on average less than what they what they drew last year which is i think a real step in the right direction you know I, i'm just anyway i was it's very upsetting but back on back to the nhl the their nhl uh all-star game or the skills weekend or i don't even know what they call it anymore All, nhl all-star weekend i think is what, what it's officially yep. called yeah is coming up this weekend that's right it started already it's a uh, live coverage right now i'm watching it and the I think I showed you a quick picture of what it was on screen, but they're interviewing all the players and they got this weird friggin' setup that's almost like it looks like remember Hollywood Squares? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you had like the camera that was super close sometimes or did the up close yeah. uh, things. It's like that, but it's almost the camera's even closer to the person and this weird, I don't know if it's a fisheye or whatever, it's some distortion. Anyway, these you're just looking and you're listening to these guys talk, but it's so close on their face that it just looks atrocious. And, I mean, poor, <laughs> uh, what's his name, Bennington, the, the goalie for St. Louis? I mean, the guy's got a schnoz already. And then you put this camera two inches from it, and a, on a big flat-screen TV, looks ginormous. Uh, it's just, come on, you know, the, I, come on, NHL, you're better than this. Yeah, they put and, a little and, effort into it. Somebody's got to speak up and say, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think the NHL All-Star game is a good idea. And I don't I also don't think the NBA All-Star game is and I don't think the Pro Bowl is and I don't think MLB's All-Star game is. I really think the all these leagues they sell out these weekends first of all are catered to kids. Cuz guys like you and I, 
we're not going out to watch the game because the game is not very competitive. With the novelty wears off when you see McDavid for the first time on the ice, it wears off for about five seconds. And then you realize he's not really playing that hard. It's, it's catered to kids. I get that. But the game itself is pointless. If you want to cater something to kids, continue with your all-star weekend. But what I suggest, this is my suggestion to the NHL. Every team has their own skills competition, correct? Correct. Within their own arena. And, you know, usually they, if there is a ticket fee, it's nominal and kids can come out and watch the skills. So the skills include things like what, Brock? Uh, fastest skater, okay. uh, accuracy shooting, hardest shot. Um, uh, in this one, there's a save streak for goalies. Okay. And there's uh, two new ones for this particular all-star game. One's called Shooting Stars, which I'm kind of curious to see. Uh, where the player is kind of outside the rink, but they're like 30 feet in the air, and they're shooting at targets on the rink. Anyway, very okay. gimmicky. has nothing to do with hockey, but I want to see it. And then the other one <laughs> is a uh, it's a three-on-three for women's. It's the U.S. versus Canada, three-on-three, whatever that happens to be. And I think during that three-on-three game, through social media voting, there will be one woman from the USA and one from Canada who will be chosen to participate in the Shooting Stars um, uh, event. Uh, so they'll be split up on whatever teams. But that'll be those two women are going to be based on the votes from through social media during I think that three on three. I, I like that. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure if shooting pucks from the ceiling is a good idea, but uh, I'm down with. I'm down with things like that. I'm down with trying different things. What I'm not down with is the actual game itself. So what I propose is this: every team in every city have their own skills competition. The winners of every of, from every city. So let's just use Ottawa for example. Let's say Duclair wins the fastest skater. Annie wins the hardest shot. Uh, Pajot wins the. Uh, I don't know the accuracy the winner for each one each uh competition gets goes to all-star weekend or skills weekend and represents their team and every team has a, a up to four winners i guess let's say there's four events the heart the hardest shot the fastest skater accuracy and passing i don't know i'm just made just to throw that in there right. so every team can send up to four players you create uh an ultimate skills challenge for the entire weekend and eliminate the game because you can certainly stretch that out with every team sending four guys and doing competitions. You can do two competitions on Saturday and two on Sunday. Uh, adios, it's been fun, and then you go back. Not only do, do you actually get a winner for the entire NHL, you'll, you'll get like the fastest guy, legit the fastest guy in the NHL. You'll get, you'll get a name. You'll get an actual hardest shot from the NHL because everyone's competing against each other. Doesn't that make a lot of sense? Um, I get it. Uh, just devil's advocate. Um, if I'm Connor McDavid and I'm uh, I'm going through my Edmonton Oilers skills competition and I'm like, okay, if I win this fastest skater, I get to go and compete against those fastest skaters for a whole three days or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I'm not skating hard because a weekend in Cabo is way more appealing than being in St. Louis skating around a rink a bunch of times. You know what I mean? Like, let's be serious. Be Oh, hardest shot? Oh, sure. Uh, Brock, aren't you a right-handed? Yeah, yeah, give me my left-handed stick. I'm going to shoot with that because I don't give two shits about making it there because I would rather be... I need a break. I want to be at the beach. I want to be with my friends and family, whatever. I want to be on a little, little recharge getaway. 
you know, in the Bahamas somewhere and say, you know what, I'm recharged, my body feels good, I'm back, let's get to business. I don't want to be going to St. Louis to skate around a rink for 13.3 seconds. You know what uh, I mean? I guess that's from my, from my aspect. Unless there is um, just the prestige of saying I'm the fastest skater, um, I don't think is enough for today's athlete at the NHL. You're getting paid tens of millions of dollars. So for me to be like, oh, you're the fastest skater, does my bank account give a shit? No. I want to go do this. I can do it. I have enough money, you know, whatever. I don't know. And for me, I just I think there's gonna be we're already seeing, if you look at the uh um the rosters, you're already seeing guys choosing not to participate. Austin Matthews is at the Ulster game right now fielding questions because he doesn't want to get I don't know if there's a suspension. If you're not uh health if you're healthy to play or healthy enough to play and you don't or don't go to the weekend. I think you get suspended or something like that for a game. So there was some talk. I was listening to that. I have to look it up. But um, Austin Matthews is at the All-Star Weekend, not participating, choosing not to participate because, you know, uh, uh, a little bit of a risk condition. And then, <laughs> um, you know, but he's not getting suspended. But there's just more and more guys that are choosing not to play and, and rest their bodies. So I just – I don't think that actual – setup would work. I think you'd have more guys throwing it. Anyway, that was way too long of my rationale for it, but I just don't think it's going to happen. No. And I, you know, I, you're, you're unfortunately right when it comes to a guy like, again, Connor McDavid, there aren't that many in the league, but there are stars, Crosby, McDavid, you know, the, the, the true, the tried tested true stars. Do they want to go to an all-star game and, and compete for fastest skater? What do they have to prove? A guy like Crosby has nothing to prove about being a fastest skater, but maybe he doesn't represent his team. Maybe he doesn't even participate in his team's fastest skating. He just does the accuracy. Like there's, there's gotta be a way about it to make this make any kind of sense because the game itself is, uh, I watch the skills. I'll take time out on my, on that Saturday night and say, you know what? This could be interesting. I want to see the, I like the accuracy. I always like the accuracy, um, the competition. I always, I'm always into the hardest shot guy, Chara blasting it from wherever. I, I like watching that. Um, fastest skater. I get a little nervous when they, when they turn the corner, cause someone's going to, you know, uh, break an edge and off they go. But I, I like watching that last year. I saw some mini nets on the, on the ice and you had to make a pass and it had to go into the little mini net or I thought that was kind of cool, but the Sunday game, I'm not watching a second of it. The Sunday game, there's a million dollars at the end of it, so at least you're winning something. There's a bit more competition. It's three on three. The winning team gets a million dollars. The team itself or the, the player, the each team player? Itself. So like that time that uh, uh, John Scott, is it John Scott, the guy that was... Johnny uh, Scott, yeah. Yeah, that was you know a tough guy. He was voted in by the, lead, by the, the fans and ended up being like the MVP, but his team won, the, won it. And because his salary was like three hundred grand or five hundred grand, whatever it was, like the team just said, you can keep it. Like he didn't have to be split up because he was with all these guys making more money than way more money than he is. So they just gave him the check. Anyway, there's that aspect of it. That was the last time I can remember watching an All Star game. Um, but what if it's just like the NFL Pro Bowl when they do their skills and stuff? Like that, they're not running the the forty yard to see who the fastest guy is. They're not running. Um, gauntlets to see who the best hands are, all that kind of stuff. They do like funky type stuff, which is cool. But maybe in the NHL, or maybe um, I guess just from the NHL standpoint, if what if it was like um, it doesn't have to be in the middle of the season, but this type of type of setup, but it's not NHL players. It's like 
It's like the NHL combine. So you know you're watching the NFL channel and you're watching guys do the 40 and see who the fastest guy is and see who X, Y, and Z is by different events? You're saying, you know what, I have uh, Laperriere is doing the fastest skating. So he was, you know, X uh, 13 seconds. The guy who was uh, projected eighth is actually a faster skater. And like now they're, they're showcasing their skills in front of fans uh, but scouts, everybody is also using that to to rate them as opposed to just straight gameplay and use it as like a, a a combine almost for hockey. But then I'd be more apt to watch that to say, you know what, where's the Sens draft pick? Where's the Leaf draft pick? Where's uh, the top Canadian? Where is he finishing in all these events? And see, you know, how does he stack up against the best in the world in terms of guys that are trying to get drafted into the NHL? Now, would, would that draw a family to watch? Would that, you know, would you watch that on us? You, you and I would watch that because we find that interesting. And, you know, I, we, we want that we're rooting for our team and we're curious to see how the, how the farm boys are doing, but would, would that bring out a, a, a 10 or 12 year old and his, and his father or mother or sister w- w- to go and watch that? Uh, I guess I'm not talking farm system stuff. I'm talking, I'm thinking like the world juniors, you know what I mean? So now you've yeah. got these type top guys. Um, you know, you're, if you're in a farm system, you've been drafted already. So I'm talking about guys that haven't been drafted yet. Uh, so they go do their combine. I guess the NHL combine is like, you know, bench press and all those kind of things and some strength related. But yeah, uh, I don't think they do on ice testing as much as the NFL would do in terms of uh, gauging a player's skill level. Anyway, uh, okay. well, it could, uh, it yeah, could be a moot I mean, point. Like it could be just nobody gives two shits about it. Whether or not you're a pro or if you're a junior. I know one thing. I don't give two shits about the NHL All-Star game. And, I, you know, you and I can get into Pro Bowl and, uh, and NBA, and we will when those, when those games come up. But just focusing solely on the NHL All-Star game, I, I could care less. Uh, I do like the skills competition. I like the fact that it's, it's kid-friendly. I'll give it that. But these, uh, these All-Star weekends, for me, are just a break in hockey because I do not watch much, of the, much or anything in terms of uh, All-Star festivities except for the skills stuff. So that's my opinion. Make it a little bit more uh, team versus team. Get the best player from every team to represent whatever skill and let them have at it. If it means McDavid skating around the ice twice, then do it, man. Come on. Yo it to your fans. Let's have dodgeball on skates. <laughs> I saw that the other day. Was that that was uh, the Canes victory celebration? Oh, and they it? were doing the. <laughs> did you see that? No, I was just thinking the NFL Pro Bowl. They one of the skills things is dodgeball game. So I was like, well, <laughs> use get dodgeball on skates. Anyway, do something. The one thing they did right was scheduling. The NFL has a break before the Super Bowl. There's no college football. Um, you know, so. What else you got to do? You know what I mean? There's some hey. basketball on, but it's, a, it's not a bad spot for them to be in. And maybe, you know, remind people that hockey started. So after next week, we'll get into hockey. But again, it's along those long schedules that it really, it only starts picking up in the second half. The Pro Bowl is also this weekend. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, well, see, I don't even care. Nobody yeah, cares. Yeah, enough said. The Pro Bowl, I just realized it's the, it's the break between... That's the, right. The Super Bowl and it usually used the to Pro Bowl after. this weekend, is it, used, it not? Yeah, it used to be after the Super Bowl, which everybody's like, well, why would you do it after the Super Bowl? And then now it's, uh, yeah, that's right. It's during the break. I think they would do it after the Super Bowl so the people who are participating in the Super Bowl who made the Pro Bowl can actually play because they obviously they're not going to play this weekend. But anyway, uh, the Pro Bowl is a whole other can of worms. Guys are not, t- no, there's not even tackling, really. 
Um, but we'll address the Pro Bowl the week of the Super Bowl after we watch the Pro Bowl this weekend, which I'm not going to. Are you going to watch this, the Pro Bowl at all? No, I'm not going to watch the Pro Bowl. No. Anyway. It's terrible. All right. So terrible. real quickly. Let's take a break. No, we're going to take a break in a second. But these are the events. And I just want you to tell me if you think that it's going to get beaten or not. So these are the events, the ones that have been oh, done yes, in the sorry. past. And you're going to tell me if you think it's going to beat. So McDavid last year in 2019 uh, skated for 13.378 seconds around a lap. You think it'll be beaten? No. Uh, the save streak was Lundquist at 12. This is all from 2019. These aren't all-time records. So just yes. from last year. Lundquist, 12. Yes? Yeah, 12 in a row? I'll yeah. say yes. Uh, the accuracy shooting was Pasternak with 11.30 seconds. Uh, oh, they, did it. they don't do it for how many shots you take? No. Okay. Uh, I'll say yes, actually. The hardest shot was John Carlson at 102.8 miles per hour. Yes. All right, and that's all the all that they had for last year. The new ones have no record yet. So we're going to okay. take a break, and then we're going to come back with some uh, speed option. Get out of here. One, two, three, four, five, six, two, eight. All right, so we are going to move into a new segment that uh, we've called speed option. Uh, one thing we don't do in terms of speed is these episodes because it's supposed to be 30 minutes and we do a high uh, a headliners and all of a sudden we're 30 minutes in. Anyway, speed option. Let's do this. Next play. Let's run the speed option. <laughs> Are you, wow. Oh, She's yeah. great. Okay. You got questions for me? She's great. She's <laughs> yes, I yes I do have questions. I have Brock fourteen questions. Most of them are one answer questions. In fact, I think all of them are. So uh, you know we're not going to break the time uh, the time bank here. Uh, you just let me know when you're ready, and I'm going to start firing these off. All right, hit me. Ready to rumble? Sure. Here we go. What was the previous name of the NFL before it was changed to the National Football League? Uh, was it the AFL? Incorrect. It was the APFA, American Professional Football Association, in 1920. In 1920, it changed to the NFL. All right. Okay. Who was the first Chinese-born player to play in the NBA? Yao Ming. Incorrect. A year before Yao Ming was drafted, Wang Zhiji. Oh, <laughs> I had his jersey, Wang Zhiji. You had Wang Zhiji? I knew it. <laughs> oh, for two big Sounds guy. Sounds like a, what a is character off Blurnery. <laughs> what is the average total length of an NFL football game? Average total length of an NFL football game? Yeah, average total time. length of an NFL football game. Like Time-wise. Like How in long real time take? sort of thing? An average game watching it on TV. Okay. Uh Three hours and 43 minutes. It's actually three hours, the average game. The average game. So from one to four, I'd say that's, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Okay. Uh, actual playing time. So you brought up a good point. Actual playing time, it's about 11 minutes. In the NFL. In the NFL. Yeah, brutal. So for, brutal. you're watching a game for three hours and actual play time is 11 minutes. That's crazy. Um. Which 1990s NBA great was nicknamed the Admiral? Um, uh, Robinson. 
Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna give you the NFL one too. You, you said three forty-five. It was three. I, you know, I'm gonna give it to you. You're two for uh, two. All right. Uh, yeah. Sorry. You're f- yeah. two for four. Two for- <laughs> all right. When when was the first year the three point shot was introduced in the NBA? Seventy-eight. Close. Nineteen seventy-nine. <sighs> the ABA had already introduced it for a decade prior. So the ABA sort of, you know, was already a, a okay. step ahead of the game when it came to the three-point shot. But nineteen seventy-nine was the first year three-point shot came into play. In nineteen eighty-five, Patrick Ewing was the first number one pick under what draft system? The draft system. System. I don't know what that means. Um, what are they current? What were they using in terms of how to determine who got the number oh, one pick? The lottery back then? pick. Is that the? Is the lottery? Is that the? The, the draft. Uh, you lottery? got it. The lottery. Okay. The lottery balls. I got you. System. That's I how. That's how the Knicks got it. They should. I mean, Nick was. Knicks were not the worst team, but they ended up winning the lottery. So, Patrick Ewing, baby. Uh, what professional sport did Pat Mahomes' father play? Uh, baseball. A ding ding ding. In which year was Tiger Woods named the PGA Rookie of the Year? Ooh. Uh, 90... This is going to date us. Oh, for sure. Uh, 97. Ah! 96? 96. Ah. Wow, we are old, my friend. What is the average salary of an NFL player? Uh, currently. Yes. I would say uh, average salary $750,000. Two million bucks. Really? Okay. Two point one million. Good. Good. Woof. Good. Who was the only person to have won a Super Bowl as a player, assistant coach, and head coach? Didka. Hey, ding, ding, yes. freaking ding, man! <laughs> what, what NFL team's logo includes three different colored diamonds called hyposiloids? Is that your team by any chance? Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. They each, uh, each diamond represents an element of steel and that's the actual color oh. that it appears. Anyway, steel town. All right. uh, which of these 20th century NBA players spent three years playing major league baseball before entering the NBA? Uh, sorry. It's sorry. It's just one player. I don't know why the question, I, the way it's worded says there's more than one player and you have to choose one. It's just one name. Uh, he played baseball for three years before joining the. Yep. Um, Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. What was the question? He, ne- he never played base. He never played the, in the NBA. NBA. Oh, okay. So yeah. he played baseball three years, then played in the NBA. Yep. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get that. Danny Ainge. Oh yeah. All right. Oh, here's uh, here's one for you, Brock. The Doak Walker award is given annually to the top college player at what position? Running back. Okay. What was the first Super Bowl to use Roman numerals in his title? Uh, 11. No, Super Bowl three. Okay. Super Bowls one and two were not actually Super Bowls. They were the AFL NFL championship game. So that's uh, you did okay, okay Brock. Okay, those are okay. some, some tough ones there. Yeah, I think I, I think I threw you a bone last time because this was not uh, 
anywhere near the. Uh, okay, new duly noted because next time uh, it's coming. Bring the heat. Yeah, bringing the heat. All right, we're getting out of here. Uh, that's it for the NHL All Star wrap up headliners. Uh, we are going to go out to uh, one of my favorite bands when I was at Colgate, and they're actually going to be headlining the NHL All-Star Game this year. Uh, so they must have some new stuff, but it's uh, OAR of a Revolution. A nice. Revolution. And this is uh, my poker song. Stay tuned next week, people, for the Super Bowl specials. we got two of them. We're going to do KC, and we'll do a Niners one. And we're going to be uh, putting some prizes on the line for those who want to give us their predictions via a voicemail. Hey, enjoy the NHL All-Star Game and the NFL Pro Bowl this weekend. You Try betcha. to stay awake for them. Have a good evening.